It's December 20th, and this is a special episode of the Capital Economics Weekly Briefing. I'm David Wilder. I'm joined by Marcel Tiliant, who leads our Japan coverage. The Bank of Japan has just announced a change to its yield curve control policy. The yen and JGB yields have spiked. Marcel, can you give us a quick take on what the BOJ has announced? Uh, it has announced that it will widen the tolerance band around its 0% target for 10-year JGB yields from plus minus 25 basis points to plus minus 50 basis points. Now, it has framed that decision as being motivated by financial stability concerns. So the Japanese bond market, ha the functioning has deteriorated in recent months, and the bank believes that allowing yields to fluctuate a bit more will improve the functioning of the bond market. Japan's been an outlier in this world of monetary tightening. Even though headline inflation was near 4% in October, you mentioned last week Tokyo's CPI for November showing core goods inflation over 5%. Why isn't this being taken as monetary tightening? Well, the markets have slightly repriced the near-term outlook for the policy rates. A short-term, short overnight interest rate swaps price in a, mild, a small chance of policy rate hikes next year. But Governor Kuroda made it very clear in the post-meeting press conference that this is not a shift towards tighter policy. It's making loose monetary policy more sustainable is basically the motivation and in fact, the, the bank today announced that it will actually increase the scale of its bond purchases. So the, the planned purchases for January will be the highest in six years. So th this is clearly a sign that the bank is actually doubling down on defending its yield target rather than throwing in the sowl. Now, there had been speculation about changes to the Bank of Japan's policy regime in April when Governor Kuroda is meant to step down. And you've been talking about possible changes to that framework. So so why now? Why in, in the dark days of December is the BOJ moving? It's a very good question. I guess the bank may have gotten a, a little bit spooked by the, the surveys that they conduct. I mean, the, 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 the bank published, for example, a survey of bond market participants. The last one was published in, in November, so after the, after the previous meeting. And it showed that the share of, of participants who think that the bond market function was low, reached a record high. Also, some of the liquidity indicators that the bank is tracking have also deteriorated quite substantially. We don't have very timely insights into this, but there may have been a further deterioration in, in recent weeks. And the other factor is that the bank had to continuously buy large amounts in recent weeks, even as U.S. Treasury yields have, have actually fallen a little bit. So in that environment, you would expect that the, the upward pressure on, on the ceiling should have eased, but it, it has not. So clearly, the bank probably felt that it, it needs to, to, to provide some relief here by widening tolerance band because lower foreign yields on their own don't seem to, to provide that relief. In previous analysis, I mean, you were talking about the, the Bank of Japan changing or raising the ceiling earlier this year. And, and in doing so, you talked about the challenge of doing it in a way that doesn't invite more bets that the BOJ can can hold on to a newly raised ceiling even after it's blinked. So is this new ceiling, these changes that have been announced today, is that defensible, do you think? Or do you think the market will continue to test the bank's tolerance? Well, in, in a way, the change has just removed a kink in the yield curve. So the 10 yield was, was artificially low relative to, to other parts of, of the yield curve. And there actually has been very little movement in the long end of the curve. So 30-year yields have only edge up marginally. So in the, in the way, this doesn't seem to have been a wholesale upward shift in the yield curve. And, and today, 10-year yields haven't tested the ceiling of the new higher ceiling yet. It's also the case that in 2018, for example, when, when the bank was in a similar situation where, where yields had tested the upper end of the tolerance band, 
it then widened the tolerance band and, and the new higher ceiling was not tested again. That said, I think that the bank today made a few things that call into question its ability to defend the new ceiling. So it, it actually is now targeting yields across the entire yield curve. So it, it today conducted its fixed rate auctions with a with the ceiling for yields at the two-year level, with the ceiling for yields at the five-year level, at the 10-year level, and at the 20-year level. And surprisingly, where it had to buy to defend those ceilings was at the two-year level. So if, if it continues to set those ceilings as various parts of the yield curve, it might it might end up having to buy quite a lot of bonds over the next few weeks, even if the 10-year the ceiling itself is, isn't tested. So this in itself calls into question the, the sustainability of the new framework. And the other issue is that obviously Governor Kuroda's term is expiring in April and the government has yet to nominate a successor. And even once its successor is nominated, it will it will take a, a few weeks probably for the markets to to understand the, the stance of, of that successor. So until then, over the next few months, upward pressure could well resurface. So, so markets could test the, the upper ceiling of the tar torrent spend yet again until more clarity emerges on on what will happen once that, that successor is in place. And how does the Fed's policy strategy factor into this? I know that we are we're forecasting an end to, to rate hikes by the Fed in in the coming months. Can the BOJ hold on till then? Well, I think they can. I mean, the obviously we're we're now in an environment that is that is less I would say less threatening than it was earlier this year when yields across the globe surged, central bank shifted into a very aggressive tightening mode. We're now clearly nearing the end of tightening cycles across advanced economies. So I think that the bank will ha only have to hold on for a few more months until this this pivot that we're expecting from the Fed uh, really starts to shift the collective view on, on the outlook for bond yields and, and the economy. That said, we are not forecasting a big drop in, in U.S. Treasury yields next year. So there may not be quite as much relief from that in itself as, as most anticipated. I think the key question will still be, what happens to the domestic economy in Japan, what happens to inflation in Japan. And our view is that inflation will start to fall quite sharply from early next year. One reason is that the government is uh, introducing some caps on gas prices. And the other is that the, the with the yen now having strengthened quite a bit in recent weeks, the import price inflation that pushed up inflation in recent months will start to subside. So, the Bank of Japan waiting for the last days of 2022 to shake up financial markets. Marcel, you're saying this this isn't tightening, but it also may not be the last we hear about the bank's efforts to hold the line and keep the bond market in check. Watch out for our Japan and markets coverage in the coming days and weeks, where we'll be obviously continuing to follow this with timely analysis of what it means for macro, bonds, FX and equities. Marcel, thank you very much for joining me today. 